Hello everyone, this is China Paradigm, where we, Dashi Consulting, interview seasoned entrepreneurs in China. Hello everyone, I'm Matthew David, the founder of Dashi Consulting, a China market research company based in Beijing, Shanghai, and Hong Kong. And uh, Dashi Consulting has its podcast called China Paradigm. And today, I am with Luis Saray. You are the co-founder of Free Entrepreneurs. Not only for entrepreneurs, we well, can see that you have founded other companies, you are involved in other, other uh, missions and, and programs, but the one we are to, going to talk about today and the one you want to talk about is free entrepreneurs. You have been in China since 2012, so it's already a while, already seven years, and you had various experiences in, as an engineer and as an entrepreneur as well. So free entrepreneurs, and I'm reading um, how you introduce it yourself, is an online to offline platform to um, initiate collaboration and open innovation collaboration between startup ecosystem, Chinese startup ecosystem, and overseas companies, um, medium to, to big, I believe. So about some numbers, you shared some numbers in your presentation, I'm going to share it right now. Uh, you got about 3,000 uh, members since uh, 2017 because you started like, two years ago, so not that long actually for free entrepreneurs, 3,000 members, 35 cross-border programs, and I, I think we need more explanation of what it is exactly and what you do with free entrepreneurs to understand what is a cross-border program, 25 entrepreneurship projects, 20 corporate innovation projects, I believe it's linked to open innovation, and um, 50 offline events. So 50 or five events is like one every two weeks if we take two years as a the, the, the age of, of the company uh, and uh, 20 engagements with accelerator and 30 engagements with communities. So uh, we see that you are very active uh, within uh, free entrepreneurs over the last two years. So could you tell us more about now uh, an update on the numbers, how the numbers have to be updated and what you do with free entrepreneurs? So let me, let me uh, yeah, introduce myself. Luis Sarre. I am, I am um, actually, I have been in China since 2008. Uh, I, arrived as, I arrived as an employee. I was working for a, for a, for a company. And then, well, I, I transitioned not to be a, an entrepreneur. And this, this started pretty much at 2012, as you mentioned. What I am doing uh, now with free entrepreneurs, basically, uh, as a summary, I would say that uh, we are connecting Chinese startups uh, ecosystem with the major global hubs of innovation and vice versa. So we are supporting startups, corporates no, that are located in China that they want to grow up and develop uh, themselves, have access to market in China, as well as uh, we, are, uh, we are helping them to connect with uh, the, the outside world. No? And we are doing similar thing for uh, other entrepreneurs that are willing to explore um, China. Could you give an example to illustrate and to make it more concrete, uh, uh, specific and easy to understand? Could you give an example of what you've done to connect those hubs in China and the West, a specific initiative? Yeah, well, basically, for instance, uh, startups that are in China, that they are looking for uh, cross-border operations. They are looking for, they want to grow uh, with, with targeting uh, markets in, in Mexico or Latin America. Then we help them to understand 
the specifics on those uh, markets. We connect them with uh, who could be a relevant uh, partner in those uh, in those markets. And uh, similar things we are doing uh, in the other way. No, we are helping specifically some uh, startups from uh, South Korea, for instance, that they want to develop uh, their their business in different areas: VR, um, health. Uh, edutech, different areas, and we are uh, explaining them what means to arrive to China, no? what means to be uh, competing with almost every country uh, in China. Uh, how do you charge them? Do you charge on it's a consulting? Do you charge on, through a program? Do you? Uh, how do you charge them? Yeah, we do. We do different. We have different. Uh, yeah, revenue revenue stream models. In uh, when when we are talking about the startups. Basically, we, uh, when we commit to help them, we are getting a share on the uh, success, on the revenue that they are getting, not necessarily uh, equity, no? Uh, every case, we treat it in different ways. We, only, we are only asking for equity when we are actually participating in the development of the, the technology or the solution, or we are co-authors of the of the business uh, model, no? That is going to be innovative in the market. But basically, with the startups, it's a yeah share uh, uh, from the, the the revenue that they are making once they are making revenue. And in the other side, we work with corporates, no? Or with accelerators, incubators, and we get a, a consultancy fee from them. So we participate in the in the growing up. Uh, process of their startups. How do you know the, 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 the sales volumes they are making? Because they don't have to disclose you the numbers. So how do you know if you introduce them to Latin America, uh, how, how much they are going to make and, and how much uh, percentage you should uh, take and so on? I know the percentage you know it because it's contract, but how do you know the sales volume they do in Latin America? Well, uh, basically, we have done this in, in, the, in the other way, no? Uh, uh, startups that are coming to China to explore the market, we call it like an entrepreneurial mission. They arrive to China, we help them to understand the market, we connect them with potential customers, we actually uh, facilitate no, the relationship with them, and eventually they get uh, they get uh, contracts or services uh, yeah, requests in China, and then it's when we when we are participating. When it's in Mexico or in Latin America, we have not been in that uh, in that position yet, but we are building a network of uh, like collaborators, no, of or ambassadors, local ambassadors who will take care of the the revenue streams. In, in, in those countries, no? And we will have a deal with these um, flag holders of, of entrepreneurs in those countries. I see. Um, it, it, it seems an ideal situation for startups because they, they, they may not have a lot of resources, they want, they want to be very effective, they want to get sales. So when you are offering them to find clients in China, it seems a good solution. But on your side, uh, if they pay you only with success, uh, how are you able to actually uh, finance those, um, this uh, effort to find clients? Because it's a lot of work. 
it's a lot of, of, of time to actually find clients in very specific industry for very specific product, very specific services, which could be B2B, uh, which could be B2C as well. Actually, both of them have challenges. Yeah, correct. Well, yeah, this has been a, a, a process. We started doing a lot of things uh, without charging uh, anything. Basically, we, uh, we started developing a, a community, a network of entrepreneurs uh, to build up the trust no, between uh, these, these, uh, these persons. Basically, trusting no, uh, I, yeah, myself and, and, and the team that is behind uh, for entrepreneurs. And then we started adding, adding knowledge, but most of this was maybe uh, a sponsorship, a collaboration. So we just build up the, the network without getting, getting a lot of, a lot of uh, revenue. Uh, these days, yeah, I would not say that we commit to every single project. We, we have interviews and we have conversations with a lot of uh, different uh, uh, players, either corporates or startups. And we only commit to help those where we have uh, the network and the possibilities to bring value to the table. Otherwise, we just honestly say, no, sorry, at this time, or we are not ready. We don't have the right contact. We don't have the right channel to, to help you, no? But if we see the opportunity, we, we take it and we push it uh, fast, uh, as fast as possible in order to get the, the benefits, no? Because it's, it's at the end, we believe that uh, startups, early stage entrepreneurs, they need uh, at the end, it's a business, no? At the end, it's a, it's a matter of revenue, and they need to, to keep uh, growing in this uh, area in order to develop the, the full potential no? of their, their ideas. Would you mind sharing one example of a company you have helped to introduce and find clients, like a, a specific... Uh, in a specific product, specific industry to, to not, not necessarily tell us the name of the company, but at least what they do and, and how you help and how it is now? Yeah, well, we helped them uh, recently uh, at the beginning of the, of the summer. We received a delegation of entrepreneurs, um, yeah, 12, 15 of them, uh, each of them with different, different uh, projects. From which uh, country? The dedication uh, from where? Specifically, specifically from Mexico. I am originally okay. from Mexico. So I yeah, see. Uh, we got them from, from Mexico. And one of the projects is related with visual communication. This uh, is, is very common to see now in, uh, in, uh, in events that you have a live, uh, yeah, you have a team that is collecting, no? The insights of, the, of the, what has been said in a conference, what has been said in, a, in an event. And they put it in a in a graphical way, like an like an infographic, no. So this this uh, team uh, they are very creative, very unique. They have a a very very uh, uh, their own style and their own way to express things. When they arrived to China, we did a couple of events uh, just uh, for free to to um, to showcase their capabilities. Uh, we we got the eyes of a couple of uh, larger startups organizations and larger uh, groups in China, and we got uh, we got a request, you no, know, a paid a paid contract for them, you no. Know? So we we uh, coached them how to 
how to deal with these things. I mean, just sensibilize them on, on, on the price, not local prices, how the negotiation works in China. They did the job. Uh, everybody was yeah, very satisfied. When they finished the, the opportunity or the, the, the entrepreneurial um, experience in China, they were, they were back in Mexico and the customer called them back again. No? They wanted to have another, another work. And we managed to to do it uh, remotely, which was a uh, also a big uh, big step because we broke the, the the barrier of the of the the the, the, the frontier. No, they are able to deliver their work uh, from Mexico to uh, to China, Asia, or whatever they are. No, and now they are sketching uh, business models in order to do this in in, in different regions. So what typically is the commission you would take in those cases? Like it would be 10%, would be 20%, 30%? I would say it depends. It depends on the, on the volume, but yeah, it's something between 5 to 20% of the, of the profit. Of the, the profit, the not profit. the sales. Yeah, because, yeah exactly. No? Because other, yeah, if I take all the profit, it makes no sense. No? They will never talk to me again. But how it, do you know the profit? It's a shared... It's a shared uh, uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's a profit sharing model, I understand, but uh, it's very hard for you to know uh, the profit because you don't know the, the fa fixed cost. You can, do the, you can know the variable cost, but it's very oh, difficult. But, but well, that, that, that's one of the things, no? We are, we, our, our model is based on trust, no? Uh, if they trust me, I will help them to, to develop their, their, their uh, business. I will connect them with my personal network. I will put my reputation and my, my, my word in the different deals or things that I am doing here. And I, I expect the same thing in their, their side, no? It's true, no? Maybe they are telling me that the cost is uh, 100 when the cost, operational cost may be 20, no? It's, it's, it's true, but at least we have a certain level of communication where I have visibility, you know, of what is going to be the profit, and and there is a benefit for for us, you know, and uh, really trust trust is the only way long term relationships uh, will work, you no. Know? If it's not work, maybe it could work one time. If it's not working a second time, well, sure, didn't yeah, but uh, yeah, good good uh, good news is that we are building a, a strong uh, network. We are not growing exponentially. But we are growing, yeah, organically, you know, with a, with a, I would say, solid uh, relationships in China, when you say, Latin America. When you say network, uh, are you talking about network uh, in China of potential customers? Are you talking about network of whatever it is, like uh, accelerator, uh, big companies, and so on? Or is it network in Mexico? What, 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 the word network, could you define it more, uh, how you use it here? Yeah, well, my, when, when I am talking about network or community, uh, it's all, the, all the, yeah, the contacts that we have been building up throughout uh, all these years. I've been in China 11 years, so some of the contacts, some of these relationships are coming from, from that far in time. Uh, so I am talking about corporates, I am talking about other communities, I am talking about co-working spaces, you know, incubators, accelerators, some of them specialize in different verticals, uh, startups, no relationships with uh, with uh, with universities, uh, organizations that are doing uh, startups competitions, 
and forums. So the, the network is, uh, we have been working very hard to develop uh, um, a community that is uh, well connected in the startups ecosystem in China. And uh, we have, we now we are working actively to build up these relationships in uh, in other countries. No, most of them are startups or, or corporates that want to connect with with Asia or China. Mm -hmm. My initial understanding when I read your presentation, uh, where you were talking about cross border programs and corporate innovation programs, open innovation product, I was initially thinking that actually your clients were many big companies or medium to big companies which wanted to partner with uh, innovation hub because a lot of those companies and that's what we call open innovation uh those big companies or medium sized or big depend on, on the definition of big uh, how yeah. big it is uh, they look for innovation um and they know their their structure their company is not the best fit for innovation because not that agile uh, so is my understanding, was my understanding partially correct that it's still it's also part of you, what you do, or actually it, it's not at all and I, was, I had a, a wrong understanding? No, 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 you are, you are right. One of, the, one of the, let's say, yeah, the, the, the key things that we are doing is that we are pushing uh, open innovation projects. So we are building the community, we are adding uh, knowledge through different activities, but that is not enough. No, we are we have we need we are pushing the entrepreneurs and the startups to get things done, not to get revenue, to to materialize, no, in digital or or hardware solutions. And in this point, uh, in many cases, the startups are let's say uh, they, they they have the the core idea of their their solution, their proposal, but it is still not refined. No, and uh, we are we are uh, executing a lot of uh, open. We call them noise is open innovation workshops, where we sit down in the same table, uh, all kinds of of uh, I call them interlocutors. No, could be the user, the manufacturer, the person that is is doing uh, related with regulations maybe someone that is indirectly not connected in the in the supply chain of whatever they are developing and we just put all of them uh, to talk around a specific idea no and and uh, facilitate the conversation in order to generate uh, ideas or uh, the concept of uh, yeah if if you are doing design driven innovation you are talking about the development or the development of new meanings of new new uh, yeah the development of, of new meanings no for products and services and that is exactly what we are trying to help uh, startups through open innovation workshops would you mind sharing a specific example of an innovation workshop you 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 worked on? Uh, you mentioned ago, uh, again uh, startups, but are you working with uh, bigger groups, more established groups to groups to to work on the on the innovation? Yeah, that's that's another another area because yeah, you cannot talk about the startups if you don't have the corporate uh, side, no, and and vice versa. In the with the corporates, we have worked more on the like workshops on how to build up innovation culture, how to build up uh, this entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship um, 
yeah, mindset, no, including uh, yeah, the, the ideation of uh, yeah, the ideation process, the discovery of the ideas, the incubation and and launch of of ideas within the corporate the, the corporation. No? And we have done a couple of uh, well, yeah, more than more than a couple, no. We have done several several uh, projects on the corporate side, but it's more in the how to build up the innovation culture, no? And we have different, uh, yeah, we use different tools, no? Uh, not design design thinking is one of them. It's very well known for many, yeah, several decades. Now it's uh, it's about design sprint or agile acceleration, scrum, incremental flow uh, techniques, or or uh, yeah, things like. Uh, extreme programming and things like that no but these are only tools that uh, yeah we use discretionally depending on the project depending on the scope of the, the activity you are co-founder of free entrepreneurs uh, could you tell us more about your partners how did you uh, who they are yeah my, yeah my partner his name is amado trejo he's another mexican also living here in in china we met uh, let's say uh, through events and through yeah the the, the startup ecosystem uh, uh, activities here in China, he's I am yeah uh, he's uh, focus on uh, technologies for uh, travel industry uh, technologies for uh, financial no and and, and digital economy. My his background is uh, is uh, public policies. Uh, uh, let's say this this kind of, of background he has. My background is uh, mechanical engineering, so I am focused on mobility, uh, artificial intelligence of things, and smart city solutions. So we have we have uh, like a very clear our areas of expertise, and at the same time we we are a very good complement. Because we 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 are connecting no the tech approach plus the 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 public uh, policy uh, financial uh, approach no in in different different projects. Is that the thing actually in your past experience in China? I found very interesting that you had experience at Cross Auto and Segula Technology, which gave you actually. Um, and, and an opportunity to understand technology between West and China. And as far as I remember, Koros Auto was a uh, Israeli-China joint venture, isn't it? Correct, correct. What, what did you learn from those experiences at, at, at Koro and, and Segula? Yeah, well, that, that is one of, I would say, that is one of my competitive advantages because uh, yes, I am a startup myself. I am an entrepreneur, very well connected and very well, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, actively, you no, know, participating in, the, in 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 China ecosystem. But I have also more than twenty five years of corporate uh, working experience, you no. Know? So that gives me a lot of uh, yeah uh, understanding on how things work with corporates. I did uh, my core. Uh, yeah, uh, is is mechanical design engineering. So I've been developing products from concept to regular production in different uh, for different industries, uh, automotive industry uh, most of the time, uh, power tools, uh, machinery, uh, special yeah gadgets, no, and lately uh, smart products and, and electric. Uh, 
electric vehicles no for for uh, for the last mile uh, mobility so i have a, i have a very broad understanding on how things work on the corporate side and uh, in as a, as an entrepreneur no i have i have the, i have founded and i have done different different companies throughout uh, my life some of them are a complete failure uh, but well now we are uh, working in a model that is is kind of uh, uh, working so um my question was uh, you are head of innovation of innovatio and uh, i'd like to understand um how you articulate both uh, commitments both missions at free entrepreneurs and innovatio i understand that um, there, is, there are links, a lot of links, because it's all about innovation. It's all about uh, testing products, uh, creating new products, services, and so on. But how do you? How does? How does it work together? What? How do you balance your your, your life between those two two missions? Well, uh, yeah. Now, now you are mentioning. No, yeah. Innovatio is my my uh, another. Yeah, it's another uh, startup that I have here in China. In that one, we are focused on engineering services, no? So bringing high-end engineering services to the reach of of, uh, of entrepreneurs, no? And not, not only entrepreneurs. I have I, I have the the, the the fortune to have a couple of uh, corporate uh, customers, but with Innovatio, we are doing let's say the the design itself, no? If we are talking about developing developing a, a functional prototype. No, uh, something that requires uh, mechanical components. No, it requires some uh, CAD modeling, testing, simulation. All these things is a little bit beyond, no, or far away from uh, entrepreneurship. So all of it's lagging it a bit. Sorry, sorry for the interruption. We we now we're back. Uh, we were talking about uh, innovation and free entrepreneurs and how you articulate both of them. And you were saying that uh, innovation was much more about designing and helping to build a product uh, through at that far as I reading online through so UX model based subsystem engineering, digital twin technology, concept defining, definition, and so on. Um, could you give a specific example again on? For innovate, innovation on what you do uh, for your clients, is it I have an idea with an IoT product connected product, and you come up with a specification, so then I can talk with the factory. Is it what you do, uh, or is it different? Well, uh, what we do, well, yeah, what we do with with Innovatio, uh, if we're talking about digital twin technology or model based of system engineering is uh, actually the the way to build up a virtual representation of the product having a, a virtual virtual um, virtual representation of the product plus information of the performance and behavior of the product in the field with the ability to recalibrate no all these uh, and bring it back to the to the to the design, uh, build, and the actual performance of the product in the in the field. To make it to make it simple, the a, a digital twin is, uh, for instance, if we a, a smart a smartphone 
is, uh, is, uh, is a digital twin. The companies that are selling to us you know, the smartphones, either Apple, Huawei, Samsung, they have a virtual representation of every single piece of equipment that is with us. And they have the ability to see exactly you know, which components, what configuration, which uh, serial, serial number, uh, model and they understand uh, how the, ba the battery is performing, how many calls we are doing, how many, where we are you know, with the GPS uh, information. So all the performance uh, of, the, of, the, of the equipment and when we have to change a, a component or we have to change, uh, we want to, to have a maintenance of our phone, they know exactly you know, which piece of equipment is going to come to the to the lab, no, to make the the, the, the fix? If you I see. if you push this to another level to any IoT device, then we are talking about digital twins on for automotive uh, applications, for industrial applications, etc. No, and that is that is uh, let's say the next uh, level uh, on 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 product development. No, because this brings not only speed, this also brings a competitive advantage on understanding on, on the product itself. So you can, you can improve the market, the marketing of it and uh, reduces the cost no? because everything is done virtually before you build actually any products. So how do you, are you able to work on every product and how, how you would be able to work on a product? If I want to build um, a smartphone, uh, would you be able to help with innovation? If I want to build an uh, IoT to connect my chair, to, put, to take my weight, uh, would you be able, what kind of product, what kind of product can you help designing? Well, in, in, in those two projects that you just described, they, they, they seem to be very far away from each other. But at the end, if it's, uh, it's about design engineering, so it's about the, I, of course, I cannot design every single product and I cannot support the, the development of every single product no? because I am not a, a specialist in every single yeah, uh, field of, of knowledge. No? But what I can help is to define the, the technical requirements to translate the needs, and want, the needs from the market, the wants from marketing, into technical specifications, no, or technical technical approaches. How do you know them? Do you communicate with the factories? I, you have a past experience, like long experience as engineer in different companies. I understand this background, but technology is updating every year, uh, every even three months. Uh, and how do you un understand how to communicate with the factories and the spec? It seems I think for a lot of people who are listening to us. Um, a, a very difficult part of, of, of creating a product is to communicate with, with the factory. And I'll give you an example. We see a lot of Kickstarters in the West, on Kickstarter, Indiegogo, and so on. They have a brilliant idea. It's going to solve uh, problems, pain points, and so on in your daily life. But when it comes to actually execute it, they fail. And I remember that I paid uh, uh, for a product uh, to, 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 to take my health in a, in a, what, yeah. a, a, a bowl, whatever, whatever it was, and actually it never came come out. They failed. And I, 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 I never got a product. And I know one of the founders told me that actually uh, it didn't, they, they, they failed at building it. They, they, they were not ready to build it. So... Uh, uh, could could you help understanding what the process and 
and, and how can you make sure that the idea you have, you can build it through uh, what you do in your services? Yeah, basically, yeah, just briefly, uh, let's say technology, yeah, technology is evolving very fast and, and there is a lot of, there are a lot of, uh, yeah, <coughs> new gadgets and new things available, no? The challenge is to, to define the real, the, the solution for a real problem, no? So once you have this, this uh, defined, the, 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 you identify the new meaning of uh, a product or a service, and then you look to which, which, which technology is available in order to achieve that performance or that behavior or that uh, yeah, service that has to be delivered. And there is a very, very important part of it, which is, which is, uh, yeah, the the feasibility analysis. No, for this you need a strong team in different different fields. No, in my case, of course, we cannot do everything, but we have partnerships. Uh, if we're talking about IoT devices, we have partners that are very strong in uh, artificial intelligence, machine learning, uh, the, the cloud, no solutions. And they will give uh, uh, the technical, the technical uh, feasibility ingredient, no. And this has to be done very early in the in the process of developing a product. So then, once once the idea is uh, is relevant for a user, no, or for a for a for a for an ecosystem, the technology is in the level that actually can can be. Uh, integrated not to deliver that service the rest is is uh, development no at full speed and you don't need to develop a full fully working uh, pretty no clean product from the very beginning no the what we are what we are pushing is we need to to to, to prove that the company is going to be successful the key is to put in the market or to put it put, to bring into reality a low cost functional prototype so we can put it in the hands of users we can put it in hands of investors we can put it in hands of the different players to uh, validate that the solution is actually going to be to be working no it doesn't need to be yeah pretty no as i said it has to be just uh, something digital or hardware that that represents the solution and we can actually guarantee that it's going to be a, a business case otherwise it could be a disaster not like we we, we see many disasters uh, around no? with kickstarter and, and many other startups that have great ideas but they are failing to prove uh, their products uh, with the with the end user no they are spending a lot of money developing pretty solutions clean designs no stylish designs but at the end, uh, yeah, nobody. There was no user, no. There was no need to to solve, no. Or the, so the, the technical integration was not uh, was not um, good enough, no. They they put a lot of hopes in something that is not in their hands. Let's take an example. I come up with the idea that um, I I want to connect my my umbrella. Uh, with a Bluetooth device and make sure that when I'm too far away from the umbrella, uh, it's pop up on my phone and saying, hey, don't forget your umbrella. 
so a connected umbrella. So uh, I, I will not forget my umbrella anymore when I'm more than 10 meters away from the umbrella, yeah. say. So I come up with this idea. Um, would you be able then to explain how would you uh, create the, the, the documents and the, what's necessary to communicate with the factory? It's what you would do for us, right? Yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's not it's not only communicating with the factory. You know, the factory is one one piece of the puzzle. But in that specific case, yeah, we we will start with a uh, let's say uh, defining you no know, the 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 scenario, the story, you know, that uh, explains you no know, the beauty of having this feature you no know, between you and the and the umbrella. Once we have this, we have we will make a, a concept. Of all the functions or features that we would like to have uh, in the umbrella, no, assuming that all the, the technology is not a problem, the technology can make it, no. So we need we need to have it connected to the cloud. We need a proximity proximity uh, sensor. Maybe we need to have a, a wet no uh, sensor. Uh, maybe as a, a, a insulation. No, how many uh, UV UV sensors? So all these kind of things we just uh, yeah. Uh, put it together in a in a concept. Then we screen down the the possibilities. To uh, we do a little bit of, of uh, research on the market on which sensors are available, which size these sensors are, because maybe there is a sensor that is sold in Europe or in US. But if I cannot find it here in China, it makes no sense that I prepare a solution using a sensor that is not in my reach. If it's big, small, it's horizontal, long, all these kind of things, and uh, I will I will just get the bits and pieces, no, from these uh, vendors, and uh, the the electric uh, team, no, the 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 archi the electric architects, the electronic architects, the guys that are working on, on with uh, connected technology. They will just make a yeah the 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 diagram of how to connect all these pieces in order to achieve this uh, this goal, and we will build uh, we will build a, a prototype. No, we will we will have a, an umbrella with all the instruments that we need. It's not going to be pretty. Maybe it's going to be super heavy. Then, how much would it cost to work with you if I want to de design this umbrella a, a range? Well, this in this case would be all the costs you no know, of the of the prototype will, will be let's say cost of the project, and then there will be a a, yeah, a fee of uh, yeah my my services. No, it depends on 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 thing, but it's it's just a, like a consultancy fee. No, if it's a one one person or or two persons, depending on the demand. Is not a fix uh, that you need to hire people for a month or for a year, no? Yeah, but are we are we talking about five thousand US? Are we talking about fifty thousand US? What are we talking about if I I need your help to actually design uh, this prototype? Well, if it's a uh, if it, if we're talking about the startup and all these, we're talking about yeah, a couple of thousands of US. Let's say the starting with yeah, a couple of thousand, so less than ten thousand and more than one thousand. Correct. Correct. No, depending on the size, depending on, on what kind of uh, project you are dealing with, no? I see, I see. What kind of involvement you need from myself or from my team. I see, very interesting. Um, it's soon going to be the end uh, of the talk. A few questions, uh, as we do now. Um, what books uh, inspired you most? 
Well, there is one book that I, I, I really uh, like to read uh, from time to time. I think it's, it's probably 10 years old. Uh, I am not sure about the, the date, but well, the, the name is Design Driven Innovation, actually. The author is Roberto Verganti. It's, uh, uh, an, I, I believe it's an American Italian uh, guy. And this book is, is talking about how to change the rules of, of uh, designing products, no? It's not only about uh, doing radical technology, no? Uh, improvements, it's about uh, doing uh, radical, uh, developing of, of radical, radical development of new meanings, no? Uh, that would be, that would be, just to give an, a quick example, in the past, uh, Airbnb, no, broke the meaning of, of uh, the hotel industry, no? Before was say, I want to be in a hotel with all the services, my most luxury room with the nicest view. But now the meaning is that uh, if you're a traveler, you want to have, uh, 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 you want to have an experience that connects you know, with the real life in a, in a community or in a city. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Uh, what do you read in order to be up to date about China, about China's, uh, China's economy, China's society? Well, in that case, I will recommend, I, lead, I read a lot, uh, like a lo local, local uh, information, like, yeah, uh, let's say from, from China Daily, no? to understand no? the, the, the formal uh, point of view of, of uh, different, different developments that are happening here. Uh, there, is, there are yeah, digital media resources like uh, Walk the Chat or China Chat or the information that is, is uh, generated by uh, a media group, Chinese, KR, KR36. They are a media... media this media. is in Chinese, right? KR36, uh, KR Central Liu. They are, they, are, they are Chinese. They have a, a very large uh, community, like in the ten, tens or uh, tens of thousands of uh, startups in, in China. So yeah, their information is, most of it is in Chinese. They, ha they are pushing this year to be uh, global. So those startups that they have that are able to, to speak in English, they are connecting with companies, companies like, like us. But yeah, most of our information is in Chinese. But if you want to understand China, you need to connect with, uh, with resources that are in Chinese. Otherwise, you will miss uh, the big picture. And, uh, uh, other two, two, two sources that I found very, very useful is uh, McKenzie has a, a, a section that is insights and they have a, a specific uh, section of Chinese insights. They have very good uh, uh, articles about technology and how things are working here. And also uh, from the World Economic Forum uh, in their website, they have an, an insights uh, page. You have to just to, to get a, an account is free and they have a lot of creative uh, articles and information in many interesting uh, technological fields and they have uh, yeah, a room uh, specifically for China and, and I found that one really really uh, uh, that, that keeps me up to date in many topics. Thanks that's helpful I will, I will check them. Um, what book on China would you recommend? Book on China. Uh, there is one book 
that I've been, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's in my in my bureau at home. I have not been uh, very good uh, finishing it. I've been reading it already for a long time. I need to find more time for that. But the name is Country uh, Country Driving from Peter Hessler. It's a it's a, a book that is explaining how China has evolved, you no, know, from a farm a farming uh, driven uh, society to a factory and now a high-tech uh, global engine, no? And this has been happening for for very short time, like 26 years uh, has taken not to have this big, big jump. Uh, I, I, I have found a lot of uh, interesting uh, uh, information, no? Understanding China history and how China has been evolving, uh, I think it's, it's very good to, 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 to understand where it is going. As an entrepreneur, what productivity tool do you use? Um, productivity tool to, to manage your, your work, your time, your, your, your life? Yeah, well, uh, the productivity tool that we are using today is uh, Team Vision. It's a uh, yeah, project management, task management uh, tool based on, on some uh, Western uh, tools. Uh, but this one, uh, you know, if, if you're in China, there are some uh, uh, tools that are not fully compatible no, with, uh, with uh, China and Western uh, uh, internet uh, environments. But Team Vision has this ability, no? Actually, it was developed by Chinese uh, and it's fully functional, no? With a, with a, I would say it's, a, it's an improved version of some uh, Western tools, and lately was bought by Alibaba. So this will, this is giving them a lot of, uh, yeah, push and, and connectivity with uh, tools like Zoom and, uh, yeah, all the other tools. Impressive. We used uh, TeamVision in the past, uh, and indeed. Uh, uh, it was a good tool, and um, I, I didn't know they were bought by Alibaba. It's great news for them. Um, if you had extra time, what idea would you like to work on? What, which idea I would like to work on? Well, that's uh, that's uh, I, I just going back to my my roots, no uh, mechanical engineering. I like a lot all these uh, additive additive uh, manufacturing uh, tools. So I would like to to put more time on, uh, yeah, maybe the development of a, of a multi-material, multi-functional uh, 3D printing or let's say additive manufacturing assembly line. No, it's not. A, I believe it's not only one machine. It it, it requires different uh, different machines. But yeah, that that could be something that I would like to do. But yeah. Uh, Hopefully, I can find time to to spend on that. So you have been in China for a while now. What um, what is interesting to you to stay in China? What makes it so interesting, attractive? Well, I think one of the one of the beauties of being in China is that everything is evolving, yeah, uh, super fast. You can you can sense, you can see in the streets, you can you can experience yourself how everything is evolving. No, from uh, Transportation, uh, payment systems, health uh, recorder uh, re records. Uh, now you have face recognition uh, things in, in airports, in, in shops, in buildings. 
some some buildings are fully instrumented. Uh, they are tracking, no, in which areas you are in the building, if you like the coffee or not, if you are happy or not after drinking that coffee. So all these things are happening in, in a in a very fast uh, pace, no, and that that I really 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 like. No, I think we are in the tip of the of the of the wave, no, in in uh, technology and and innovation. Last two questions. Actually, they are very similar. Uh, one is, what uh, unexpected success have you analyzed in China? And one unexpected failure have you analyzed in China? Seems the internet is not working again. I don't know if you can hear me. So it seems that we have to stop the, the podcast. Um, thanks, Luis, for 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 joining for having joined us, and um, I hope everyone liked uh, the talk. Um, you're reconnecting. Anyway, I take advantage of that to say to to tell everyone that if you like the show, if you uh, like listening to us, please uh, put a star on 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 iTunes or Spotify and uh, comment uh, on on the podcast. It will help us a lot and talk about the podcast to your friends um, and uh, to, for them to subscribe. So, what about now? Now it's working. I cannot see you, but I can hear you. Okay, and now you're frozen. Okay, it works for me. Uh, we are recording. Maybe uh, we can end up with um, um, this conclusion. What what unexpected success have you seen in China that uh, you, you'd like to talk about and analyze? Well, yeah, the unexpected success is uh, how the, 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 all the solutions and... and uh, uh, yeah, all the all the actions that Chinese government and Chinese uh, entrepreneurs are doing on a smart cities. No, you can really see not only uh, cameras. You can see how they are uh, managing the traffic, managing uh, different uh, different uh, energy energy uh, supplies, uh, different things in in the city. So this is a very large scale. Uh, initiative, but you can really see, no, uh, how China, China's cities, are evolving to be a smart uh, digital cities, no, and this is, is very very impressive, no, that I was not, uh, oh, uh, yeah, got me by surprise, no, the speed how this is happening. Yes, thank you, Luis, for for joining, and uh, sorry for the listeners for the technical technological issues we had uh, along the talk. I hope. Uh, uh, during the 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 cutoff, uh, it will work fine, and uh, the editing will make it uh, good enough. Thanks again, Luis, and I hope everyone enjoyed the, the talk. Thanks, bye bye, everyone. Uh, thank you very much, Matthew. I enjoyed bye. it a lot. Thank you.